listening to the Top Music Guitar Podcast, the show for guitar teachers to learn about the craft of teaching great guitar lessons that students love. If you're looking to start or expand your studio and make guitar teaching your full-time dream job, you've come to the right place. Each week, you'll get to hear from some of the top guitar teachers from around the globe and get their best tips and experiences so you too can build your own dream studio. I'm your host, Michael, and I've founded one of the top guitar schools in Australia, written a best-selling curriculum, and I mentor guitar teachers. I'm excited to share my expertise with you and the wisdom of all the experts we interview. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Let's get into it. Hello there, guys. It's Michael here, and welcome to another solo episode of the Top Music Guitar Teachers podcast. As always, I'm firing from the hip. I'm flying off the cuff. And I've done no preparation here. I'm just going to talk about a topic I feel relatively strongly about and hopefully give you some wonderful, powerful insights that are going to help you and your students. Now, I am consciously trying to slow down how I talk if I sound a little bit weirder. I haven't had a stroke or anything like that. I train myself to speak really fast and talk really fast and think very fast as a consequence of listening to audiobooks and trying to process the information faster. So this is a productivity hack, which has potentially backfired, but uh, listening to audiobooks first at normal speed, and then eventually time and a half, and then double speed. And then once that eventually slow down, slows down and you comprehend it, I train myself to do two and a half and even three times speed. So while that's quite awesome to be able to get through a 10-hour audiobook in three and a half hours, uh, the result is I talk really fast now and it never used to be the case. Maybe when I got excited, I'd talk a little bit fast. As you probably know, I talk fast normally and get to talking really fast when I'm excited. So I'm just consciously slowing things down. I still listen to audiobooks pretty quick sometimes, but got over the fact that maybe I shouldn't just cram as much information and try and process everything as fast as I can. Maybe I should slow down take as long as I need to read the book or listen to the audio and process it. And then more importantly, think about it and reflect and go, what did I just read and what could I learn from that? Yeah, it was kind of cool to brag about saying I read 50 books in a whole year, one book every single week, sometimes more. But unless you're actually implementing what you're learning, you know, are you really getting anything out of this? So if I say something really profound on this podcast, pause it, think about what I said, write down some action steps. How does this apply to me? How does this apply to my students? If you read a book, whether that's a, uh, an entrepreneurial book or investing book or a self-help, whatever it happens to be, you come across something really important. Don't just go, oh, that was cool. And then keep reading. Write down what you learned. Keep that quote for, you know, come back to it later and revisit it. Or as I'd said, always think about how does this apply to me? How does this apply to my students? How can I use this bit of information that I've just learned? to further and better myself. If you are just reading things and yeah, you're learning things, but you're not actually becoming more intelligence. Intelligence is a measurement of how quickly you can adapt and put your learning to use. (laughs) So if you're just learning and learning and learning and never using or adapting or bettering yourself, then what's the point of doing the learning in the, the first place? You're just filling in time and making it appear like you're busy and you're learning. Very, very good to know. Anyway, guys, today's topic is... The only six problems your students are ever going to experience and how we can break down almost any problem our students may face in their playing, in their knowledge. You may even have 
flaws of your own which you're not happy with, but it's only ever going to come down to one of these six problems. So here are the six categories of all problems you'll ever face when it comes to learning guitar. Problem number one or category number one is technical problems. Category number two is rhythm and timing problems. Category number three is confidence problems. Category number four is fretboard and familiarity problems. Category number five is a lack of knowledge. And category number six is commitment issues. So here's some examples of each of these technical problems. If you can't nail a particular bend, it's a technical problem. If you can't switch between two chords smoothly, then it's a technical problem. If you can't go from the first lick in the solo to the second lick without making a mistake, then it's a technical problem. So what's the solution? We need to put in more reps. We simply need to repeat that skill or that technique or that chord change enough times to be able to build that movement and make it muscle memory. And once it's muscle memory, we're literally not going to make a mistake on it unless we're distracted when we're performing it or we're trying to play it way faster than we physically can. So any sort of physical problems, any technical problems, I should say that you have, technique, technical, it simply comes down to doing enough reps to make that technique or skill muscle memory. And once it's muscle memory, you're not going to make any mistakes anymore. That's a good news because every single thing we ever practice is only a finite number of repetitions away from being perfected and becoming part of what we do naturally or normally. Now, that might be 10,000 reps, it might be 1,000, it might be 100 really good reps. It's different for everyone. And of course, if you're already further along in your journey, it's a lot easier to pick up skills than it is when you're a total beginner. But if you can just help your students understand that every single thing they're trying to learn or work on has a finite number of repetitions that they need to do in order for it to become muscle memory, that will be hugely impactful on them. Now, the second category is rhythm and timing problems. So this is basically the student can't change their chords in time. Now, smoothly is not the exact right word here because, yeah, there can be that disjoint, but the student can't play in time with a drummer or a metronome or as they try and play along to a backing track, there's just no awareness of time. So what's the solution? More practice and more repetition once again. The student needs to get their technique and they need to practice it to a metronome and that's going to help them build their sense of timing. So this one's a combination of the muscle memory, but also having that general awareness of their timing and that sense of rhythm. Now, you can specifically say we're going to practice clapping exercises, uh, strumming and picking patterns in time with a metronome or a drummer or a click track, because that's going to be very helpful to actually have targeted practice, which is focused on building up that timing. You can't just say, hey, do it more and hope for the best. You've got to actually explain to them what timing is, how to build it, how to improve it. But the good news is if they just spend a good 20 hours focusing on timing and metronome practice, that is going to hugely impact the rest of their playing and elevate the standard of what they're doing in every single area. If you can help a a student of yours get timing, it literally lifts up every other area. And once they have good enough timing to play with other people and have a jam session, boy, oh boy, does that uh, really boost their motivation to play in practice. Anyway, problem number three we can categorize as confidence problems. Now, these can go from, ah, I don't want to play in front of other people. And you can definitely see when you ask a student to play you something that they worked on during the week, how it just ends up being dismal. And you can see how nervous they are. They shake, they sweat, and they go, oh, but but, 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 I, I played it perfectly at home. 
I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did play it perfectly at home. But because they're not used to practicing in front of other people and it hasn't become second nature to them, a whole bunch of physiological changes happen and all of a sudden they can't perform under pressure. So that's one example of confidence problems. The other confidence problems are, you know, not wanting to go out and jam with other people because you feel you're not good enough and, uh, and or just going, okay, well, I'm not going to do a gig because I'm worried about getting judged or I'm not going to uh, book a show because I haven't written any songs and I can't write any songs because I'm not good enough yet. All of these are confidence problems and confidence problems can be solved one way and that's by just going out and doing what you're scared of enough times to not be scared of it anymore. That's one way. The other way is basically to just get good. Once you're good at guitar, you'll be confident. Now, I am much more for the former where I said, even if it scares you, go to a jam session, play with other people. Even if you feel like you're not ready, just go out and do a gig. Just write one song and go and perform it. If you wait around to have an old, a whole album finished, you'll be like me. It's been <laughs> four years since the last time I released music and I've been saying, man, I'm going to do a solo album for 10 years now. I- I'm not scared of doing a solo album. Uh, not at all. I'm the least frightened person. I-, I put bad playing out there for the world to judge at all times. I am quite comfortable getting roasted by strangers on the internet and having them tell me how bad I am at things. Uh, but the reason I don't have an album is not because I'm afraid to put one out because literally I haven't made it a priority and haven't put the time. I've been too busy helping you guitar teachers build your own businesses and earn six figures and do things like that. But yes, the Michael Gumley solo album, 12 months, it'll be out. Said that three years ago, but it'll be out end of 2024 at the latest. The best thing you can do to overcome confidence things, you just got to expose yourself to what scares you. Go out and do scary things until they're no longer scary anymore. So if you have uh, uh, students, you should be creating concert opportunities, jam sessions, scenarios where they can come and play with each other and play with other people and get that experience because it is one of the most important experiences that you can organize for them. Now, category number four is fretboard familiarity problems. And basically, this uh, exposes itself when someone doesn't know how to play a certain chord. Oh, yeah, let's have a jam. Cool. What are the chords? Oh, I don't know how to do that ASUS chord. So it could be as simple as they don't know the fretboard. It could be more complex when, oh, cool, yep, we're playing a blues. I'm bored of the key of A, let's swap to the key of B flat. And all of a sudden, what is that? I've never played in B flat before. And you'd be amazed at how many players I've come across. I'm sure any teacher who's taught uh, two dozen students has figured this one out, is you get people that spend 30 years playing in the key of A or the key of E, and they never, ever touch a single other key. And as soon as you move them out of the comfortable ones, their playing goes to jelly and it, it's all over the place. So the solution of this, more repetition of your fretboard knowledge. You need to make a certain number or allocation of your practice time to learning and memorizing chords, to learning where the notes are on the fretboard, to arranging those notes into the scales, the chords, the triads, the arpeggios, all the cool little movable trick patterns that we can do, the modal fragments pentatonic boxes, absolutely all those things just need to be drilled and drilled and drilled. And when you drill them and drill them some more, then eventually you won't have to think about them anymore. And if you practice them in enough keys, then you're never really going to be caught out. Now, yes, that has the potential downside of uh, making guitar a lifelong pursuit. Good, fantastic. Guitar's meant to be a lifelong pursuit. I've been playing for 18 years now and I'm still just scratching the surface. And I I can tell you like during the pandemic, Scott Henderson started advertising online guitar lessons and 
Scott Henderson, the jazz fusion great uh, teacher at MIT over in Hollywood there. He uh, basically was doing these lessons and I just bought a, a 10 pack of lessons with him. In the very first lesson, he goes, so how well do you know your fretboard? And I've gone, oh, I think I, I know my fretboard pretty well. I even wrote a book on the fretboard and I run a workshop on the fretboard. I'm pretty good at it. And I can tell you now, I was humbled in about 30 seconds. Hey there, guitar teachers. Just a quick message from one of our sponsors. Are you overwhelmed by the amount of lesson prep you need to do for your students each week? Are you sick of carrying five or six different books to the studio every day just to cover the topics you need? And are you tired of teaching nursery rhymes and dated etudes that your students have no interest in learning? If so, then let me introduce you to Guitar Ninjas, a modern curriculum for learning guitar. Guitar Ninjas combines a karate-style level-up system with a modern curriculum, learning psychology elements, and the gamification found in video games into the ultimate method for learning contemporary guitar. Students work through nine levels and earn different colored guitar straps every time they level up. There's tons of challenges and checklists to make learning fun and keep it at a fast pace, and there's accompanying method books and a library of video lessons that will give you at least six years of done-for-you content, making lesson preparation a thing of the past. If you want to buy back five to ten hours of your time each week and bring your studio to life with a fun and inspiring approach to learning for all ages, check out Guitar Ninjas at www.guitarninjas.com.au to find out how you can start teaching Guitar Ninjas in your studio. Now, the worst thing about that is was when I went to university, they gave us this really basic exercise. And at the time, it was really hard. It, it did not help me at all because I was not ready for this exercise. And the exercise itself was basically going through a, a, a progression and just playing the arpeggio or the, the, the chord triad shape on a single string. So if we we're doing blue bossa, C minor seven, I would play up and down string one, one uh, note per beat, just going C, E flat, uh, G, B flat, and then when it swapped to F minor seven, I'd go F, A flat, C, E flat, and just doing that in time with the chord progression, or not even with the with the metronome or anything, and just going through the, the chart like that. Now, I remember doing that in the first year of university, right before I had my arm operation and killed my hand, and I was doing it, but it never made sense. I didn't know why I was doing it. It didn't stick or sink in. I really did struggle with that exercise. It was so much easier when Scott Henderson gave it to me. And I understood it and I had a much deeper understanding of the fretboard, but could I do that in time? Could I make a, <laughs> a musical statement out of it? No, because I lacked the fretboard knowledge. And me, 18 years into playing, 15 or so years into teaching, got humbled very quickly by what some would consider a basic exercise, especially in the jazz world. So my lack of knowledge was exposed and the solution was just go and do that exercise over and over and over with not just that song, but tons of different songs. And before you know it, once you've done it, you're no longer unfamiliar with the fretboard. So it all comes down to more repetition once again. The fifth category is a lack of knowledge. Now, this can be theory in terms of, hey, I want to improvise this certain sound, but if I don't know how to do a Dorian mode and the rules behind it, then I can never get that really nice outside hone, a major six uh, interval over a minor seven chord that's going to give that Dorian flavor. If I've never explored... Uh, certain songwriting principles, I'm only ever going to be stuck in my major key with no chances of substitutions. If everything you play sounds the exact same thing, it means you're limited by how much you know. And for example, if you've only got five recipes that you know, and you, you then you're stuck eating the same five things for the rest of your life if you can't go out and get takeaway. You, 
But if you learn a bunch of new recipes, then of course you increase your knowledge, you can make more dishes and you get the variety of different foods that you can now eat. So that's how I like to think about music theory and our knowledge about guitar. The more concepts you know, the more concepts you can draw from to create certain sounds. So this one just comes down to studying music theory, studying composition. And when I say music theory, we're not necessarily talking about the nuts and bolts here uh, or ear training or sight reading. We're talking about different recipes for different sounds. How does Slash create this sound using the harmonic scale or the Mixolydian scale? How do jazz guys use these substitutions to make this kind of sound? Whatever it happens to be, the more things you learn, the more things you can draw from when improvising or songwriting. Now, guys, the last one is probably one of the most important ones. So we just talked about five categories of problems. And for the average hobby player, that is going to be a lifetime of work. If you've only got half an hour to practice a day to a couple of times a week, it's going to take you 10 years to master all this kind of stuff. Even some of you listening might even be teaching guitar and feeling like, oh, I haven't really mastered that. And, that, and that's okay. If you're just the best rock guitar player you can be and you're not really interested in jazz, there's no reason for you to go out and learn jazz theory. Is it going to help you? Yes. Is it necessary? No. There's no blueprint for the ideal guitar player or what you must be, apart from High Lord, Grand Lord, Shred Lord, John Petrucci, or Mr. Govan. But there's no rules about you need to be like this and know all this kind of stuff. And same for your students. You, you don't necessarily have to put the pressure of learning all these kind of things. But when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, if they want to be a really, really good guitar player, they have to put in more reps to solve their technical problems, more reps to solve their rhythm and timing problems. They need to get better to solve their confidence problems or just harden up and put themselves in the uncomfortable scenarios until it becomes normal. They need to solve the fretboard problems with more repetitions and they need to go out and invest time in learning concepts theory-wise and then putting in the reps and drilling them until they actually start to come out and they're playing. They've got to plant the seeds, they've got to water the seeds, water the seeds, water the seeds, water the seeds some more and then when the little sprout comes up through the soil, they're going to water the seeds some more and some more and then eventually in a couple of months, if not years, they get to take the fruits of their hard labor, all the practice that they put in. And that comes to category number six, commitment issues. So your students are either committed to doing this in the long term or they're not. Unless they're committed, they're not going to put in the reps to solve all their problems. They're not going to put in the reps required to make all these fundamental skills part of their muscle memory and everyday playing. They're not going to go out and learn the theory. They're not going to seek the knowledge they need to improvise or to compose or to create music with. And unless they do that, they're never going to feel confident within themselves. So you need to help your students or even yourself if you're listening to this with their commitment issues. So the solution, what do they do? They either quit guitar or they quit other things. They make guitar their priority. Now, it's not always as simple as black and white. Some people just want to pick up the guitar for fun half an hour once a week, and that's their me time. That's totally fine. They just have to deal with the fact that if that's their outlook, then things are going to be tough for a long time until they have accumulated enough time spent over months and or years or decades to get good at guitar. You either invest a little bit over a long time or you invest everything over a short time. And then, of course, there's that middle ground where if you're investing a decent amount of time, consistently in a mid-term range, of course, they're going to get results. You can't consistently practice without getting better as a natural consequence of that, provided you're actually trying to get better and you're not just doing the same thing over and over again. If I go to the gym and 
I lift five kilo dumbbells, my arm's going to get stronger and eventually five kilos won't matter. Or I'll be able to do seven and a half, then 10. If I only ever stay at 10 kilo dumbbells, at some point in time, I'm going to be able to lift that thing a hundred times or a thousand times uh, without getting any sort of burn. Or I'm going to get way too bored of doing that before I get to the point where I need a burn. And that's how people spend a decade in the gym and still look the same or a decade playing the same old songs without ever improving. So we need to help our students have a clear path to follow. We need to make sure that they're practicing towards something and they stick with it long enough. You need to get them committed. They either commit to a long-term goal and they just stick with it consistently or they commit to insane amounts of practice in the short term. It's going to get there as long as they don't quit. But ultimately, if they don't have the commitment there, then they're doomed to being mediocre and or it's not the fact they're doomed to being mediocre. It's just that the way humans work is when things are difficult for long enough or even short periods, humans are wired to take the path of least resistance. So if you're throwing your students in the deep end with difficult things and they're going to quit just because humans are quitters naturally. It's a rare personality that seeks out adversity and challenges themselves and doesn't give up uh, easily. But if our students are constantly overwhelmed, if they're constantly fighting an uphill battle, it's going to wear away their commitment. Eventually, they'll just give up. So you need to help them stay committed. You need to positively reinforce them. You need to help them see guitar as a priority. And if you can get them to commit, then every single one of the other five categories and problems is going to fall into place and solve itself. Anyway, guys, that is my two cents on the topic. I would love to hear what you think. Please, please, please contact me in some way, shape, or form. Michael at topmusic.co. If you found this one helpful and you got some thoughts, please send me an email and give me your two cents. You can add me on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Generally, I'm at Michael Gumley, and uh, you can have a chat with me on there. If you're a Top Music member, then jump on the forum and say good day. If you are on Facebook, we've got the Facebook Top Music group. Check that one out. And if you are a guitar teacher, check out the Top Music membership. There's tons of really, really great resources there that's going to improve your teaching and your business skills there, help you make more money and help more students learn how to play guitar. But as a secondary thought, guys, check out my Guitar Ninjas curriculum as an unofficial sponsor of this podcast, www.guitarninjas.com.au. If you're looking for a done-for-you curriculum that's fun, engaging, high energy, it's got learning psychology, martial arts discipline, and the gamification found in modern video games, nine levels across 12 books, all of it in a done-for-you package. So you've got literally six to eight years worth of lesson preparation all ready to go with accompanying online videos, everything you could ever need as a guitar teacher, all for the simple price of $99 a month. Head to www.guitarninjas.com.au. Really important you put the .au on the end there. You can book a, a meeting with me. I'll happily walk you through the curriculum and see how we can make it work for your studio. Anyway, guys, that is it for me. hope you've enjoyed this episode. As I said, reach out and let me know what you thought and or what, like, what you would like to hear more of in the future. And we'll see you in the next episode. Hey there, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Top Music Guitar Teaching Podcast. If you have any questions about anything we discussed on the podcast, reach out to me at michael at topmusic.co via email. If you want a guest on the show because you're doing some wonderful things in the teaching space, I would love to hear from you. Or if you've got any suggestions for guests or topics we can discuss, as always, you know where to find me. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is our Top Music Guitar Teaching membership. 
We have over a thousand members at Top Music, and that is a huge community of people that you can connect with online, share wonderful teaching tips, and of course, network with. We've also got over 20 courses for music teachers, 12 special ones for guitar on every topic imaginable from group teaching, private teaching, how to find more students, how to build websites, everything you could possibly want to need to know about teaching, building a business and getting more students is covered. And you get access to all of this for $49, probably less than what you charge for a one hour private lesson every single month. So don't miss out on this awesome opportunity. Visit our website, www.topmusicguitar.com and join us in the membership. Thank you so much and we'll see you next week.